Gospel Fire is a podcast dedicated to the proclamation and celebration of the one true gospel as recorded in the Holy Word of God, to the glory of Christ, and the building up of the saints. As Pastor Jonathan and I concluded our conversation on repentance, I asked him if he would be so kind as to share a little bit of his personal testimony, to which he graciously agreed, and I hope you enjoy that part of the conversation. Uh, If you didn't hear the conversation about repentance, go back and listen to episode three. Um, As always, we love you. God bless you. Be careful who you listen to. I grew up in a Christian home in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, So I was, for the, uh, up until, so I was raised in church up until basically, I want to say fourth or fifth grade is when we kind of fizzled out for a bit, but um, until then, I grew up in the Assemblies of God Church, which is a Pentecostal uh, church, um, a Pentecostal denomination. Heard the gospel a lot, um, and um, got to see also people that were excited about Christ. Uh, that were very they they sought to really rejoice in Him and and uh, grow in holiness. Um, I saw people in their homes and how they lived differently than me, and there was there was a real. In fact, it's kind of funny how. It was actually a bit repelling to me um, when I saw people live for Christ. Um, it was it was scary, you know what I mean? Um, I believed the facts of the gospel all my life. I, I cannot think of a time where I just didn't believe them. I believed those facts um, for as long as I can remember. I think I even prayed a prayer asking Jesus to come to my heart when I was uh, four years old. I did it in my front yard, and I told my parents that they were all excited, but nothing changed, so it wasn't a... <laughs> I, just, I just said that because I was because they talked about that a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, and of course, you know, I want to be fair. When you do, when you become a Christian, that really happens. Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, he does come to your heart. But as we say, just because you repeat those words doesn't mean that that's what takes place. Um, but, um, but I remember living my life and, um, and at times thinking, you know, those, you know, those 10 commandments, I don't, I've broken a lot of those, you know. I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna do when I, when when I stand before the Lord. Or anyway, but I just kind of would put it out of my head. But um, then in middle school, um, that was about the time we kind of fizzled out of church. Um, there's a, probably a whole other story for that with my parents, but um, which my parents are now back in church. My dad is very faithful. We have a really good uh, Christian relationship. Um, but anyway. Um, I started kind of living a, you know, what we would call a, the rebellious stage, or I mean, just it's just my sin nature just yeah. manifesting itself. <laughs> Your sin got amplified right. for a time. Yeah, I guess uh, I went through that. Yeah, as, yeah, as well. Right, it was through yeah. a, a, another friend who you know I was um, very easily influenced, and so we were trying to be little gangster thugs. Uh, you know, listen to a lot of gangster rap music and yeah. Dress I the still, part. every time I hear that, I'm like, I just can't see this. <laughs> uh, just knowing you, I'm like, man. But uh, well, I still like hip hop or Christian hip hop. But uh, yeah, me too. That's, uh, that's a lot of where it comes from, I guess. Is is that background? Well, I always, I always liked it. The moment I heard hip hop, I loved it. So I mean, whether it was gangster or whatever, I just liked it. Right. Um, but anyway. Um, but I really kind of tried to play that part, but I was also a coward. So 
the time I remember getting in a fight. Two times I got in a fight with the same guy, and I just curled up into a ball and just I just took it. <laughs> and I was too scared to fight, so it was really pitiful. Um, but all of it was a drive. It was an idol of popularity. I just wanted to be popular. I wanted to be like that that classic kind of deal. Um, <clears throat> but anyway. Um, and then, actually, by the providence of God, I got away from that friend um, um, and um, got into high school. And it's funny, I started, I kind of started going through this, like, I want to be a good person phase. And um, I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to do something with my life. I'm going to be a good person. I'm, I'm just going to be myself. I'm not gonna, I don't have to do all this little thug stuff. I mean, I, uh, I still like the music, but I wasn't trying to dress the part. And right. Anyway... Um, so I really thank the Lord for that because I was on my way to becoming a Pharisee. Um, but the Lord used that to get me more interested in spiritual things, more interested in the Bible. Uh, my mom made me go to this new church that had opened down the street. She made me go with her one morning, and then this youth pastor reached out to me. And this is the that was the first time, and this this is a in celebration of you and what you do, but also just an encouragement to keep going. Um, that was the that was the only that was the first I mean I'm sure it happened before but that in memory that is the the first male besides my father who I already had a good relationship with but besides him that was the first male authority that had taken like a genuine what seemed to be a genuine interest in me as a, as a person and that that made a big impact on me and right. track the word used that yeah, I think that's a, that's important yeah uh, to have you know sometimes somebody outside of your family yeah that you know even though I had good parents growing up too but uh, uh, you know a lot of I got a lot of growth out of having somebody like uh, Brian yep. Owens who who really helped me along the way grow spiritually and everything right, right. and I don't know what it is maybe it's uh, a human nature thing but yeah. you know a lot of things that that my dad uh, would have probably and probably did talk to me about and try to get me to see and, and then Brian tells me I'm like oh yeah you know <laughs> right so yeah, yeah. I never you're absolutely before. right I never thought of it that way uh, yep. I know, so, I know. I so it's good to and I think God's designed it that way a little bit to for us to need people in our lives to kind of yeah. uh, disciple us and that, that community and fellowship and right. friendship and I think it's it's super important uh, for us, really, too. You know, we right. should be looking to invest in somebody else, right? Right. As others have invested in us. But anyway, I don't want to. No. Yeah. Amen. Interrupt. Amen. To everything you said. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I started getting involved in that youth group, going regularly and making friends, and just enjoyed it. And then uh, there we went on a retreat one time in spring. Um, in March 22nd of 1997 I still have the I might still have the t-shirt <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> it's funny um, there were two men that were um, leading the worship service that night it wasn't a youth pastor but um, and, and one of them is, is uh, well I won't go into too much detail I'll just say one of them is is now I mean I'm not even sure I, uh, he's a Christian I mean he uh, he got caught up into something really evil and went to jail for it, um, and uh, and he was a youth pastor and everything. So, um, and then the other, I don't know if he 
Yeah, I don't know. So I won't, I won't comment on him. Um, but anyway, um, the Lord still... And the funny thing is, I don't even remember hearing the gospel that night. Uh, and I'm not saying that as a slam. I just don't remember it. Uh, and uh, But there was kind of like an invitation. And I just remember that night, the Lord... It was like the Lord was bringing all... It was, it was like he started working in my heart and changing my heart where I I just had this like sense of I want Jesus. I want him. You know, I, yeah. want, I want to know him. I want to please him. I want to follow him and serve him. And then during that kind of invitation time, which is really just a time of reflection, uh, it just dawned on me like, oh, like I've sinned and Jesus died for sinners. And that's okay. Like it just, it just all like came together. Yeah. Um, and so... I believe that night I trusted Christ. Now, I didn't realize it. You know, I mean, I, I knew I was different. So I knew, uh, but I, I didn't know how to put it into words yet. And I didn't. And then, like, I think it was a couple days later, I connected it with this this language of getting saved. <laughs> like, right. oh, that's that's what that uh, that's that's what happened, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was really, like, eye-opening for me. And um, it's funny, too, because some people, you know, have, like, Spurgeon had, like, five years of, heavy conviction of sin and <laughs> all this stuff and we think we look at people like that we think well I must not be saved because I didn't have that experience well I don't think it's always true I mean I, um, actually Paul Washer I think he said when he first got saved he just was just a, he just remembers being astounded that God loved him and that was my experience as well it was much more of a yeah. um, so let me ask you this because your story is is a lot similar to mine uh, you know growing up in church, mm-hmm. having kind of a time of turning away. Uh, and then you said you went through a period where, you know, you just wanted to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you see that? Do you look back and see that as God changing your desires? Like, for me, like, I really don't point necessarily to an instant that God saved me sure. as much as I do. Like, you know, I started slowly to you know my desire started to change you know all of a sudden like it wasn't so important for me to party and get drunk and everything and then you know I found myself much like you sitting in a in a church a charismatic church actually (laughs) and uh, I don't remember what the sermon was about I don't even really remember anything about the service but I remember during the invitation just um, realizing how offensive my sin was to God and uh, just having this desire to not offend God, to right. please God. Right. Uh, really, for the first time in my life, like I kind of uh, felt the weight of that sin you know so if I would point to one day that would be it yeah and when I cried like I didn't go forward or anything it was just right there in that chair where I was sitting I said God uh, I know my lifestyle is disgusting to you and uh, offensive to you and I want to change but I can't do it I recognize my inability to break those cycles that I have been going through and and uh so do you do you see that as kind of like similar in your story, like yeah. kind of gradually 
God softened you, and like yeah. it's easier to see looking back than it is sometimes uh, in the moment. <laughs> right, and and of course, you know that begs the, that brings up the question: Well, when were you regenerated? Because you know I do believe regeneration is a. Uh, I had a professor, my evangelism professor at Southern, he'd say it's a punctilier moment, which <laughs> he just kept saying that over and over. <laughs> uh, which is true, I agree with that. So, um, but that doesn't mean that the Spirit isn't doing work prior almost like a um, and I'm not saying this is you know some, I mean I, I would say that God or the spirit was doing a preparatory work now there was a teaching in church history called preparationism which uh, said you know in order for you to be converted the spirit has to do this preparatory law work of just deep conviction yeah. lengthy. I don't agree with that but that doesn't mean the spirit doesn't do that right you know? so he does do that and, uh, yeah, I think absolutely he did that with me you know I, I think uh, you know whether I was regenerate you know a ways before yeah. that one day and I, I think a lot of times it's different for everybody you know we know how the apostle Paul got saved Right. that was instant instantaneous yeah. you know this one encounter with Jesus on one particular day on a particular right. road you know, this is when it happened, you know. Right. But that's not the story of every saint. Right, uh, exactly. You know. You think of the parables. Um, the parable of the seed and the sower. Um, different kinds of, you know, ground. Yeah. And the one that was, you know, I believe there was only one there that was actually truly converted. It, I mean, it. it's not... The picture is not that instantaneous thing. In fact, the one that's instantaneous is the one that falls away. So... Um, it's not instantaneous, but quick, right? Right. Um, so, and that, so yeah. I mean, you could you could have seeds planted in your life for years and years and years, and you really don't see fruit till later. Right. Um, you know, they talk about like the people who are successful. They've been grinding for twenty years. Now all of a sudden, they're overnight success. I think yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> that's kind of almost the same picture. Like you could compare that. It's like, yeah. okay, throughout my life, people have told me the gospel right. over and over and over right. and over again. And I came to this one point that it seems like it was just instant. This is what happened right. Now, right. this day. But uh, but sovereignly, God worked all that out. Yeah. Uh, you know. Right. Throughout time. Yeah. I have an old friend that used to say, uh, God... God usually works in very usual ways. I mean, at least at least the way it looks from our perspective. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, the easy example is usually um, many times people that are saved are those who grew up in a Christian home. Uh, doesn't always happen like that, right? And, um, it's not a guarantee, um, but many times it happens that way because usually God works in usual yeah. ways, right? Yeah. You, you, know, you grow up in a Christian home, you hear the gospel, right? Your parents model that that's important. Yep. You know, and then, you know, it's, uh, that's the grace of God too, really, yeah, you yeah. know, it's a sovereign grace that you were born into that particular family yeah. in a place where the gospel, uh, is being presented and being heard and, you know, yeah. so like we, we just have every reason to be grateful, Amen. uh, Amen. for what God has done for us. Let me. I do want to just. I know we need to wrap up soon. This is something that's been on my heart lately, and I want to. I think it'd be appropriate to say here. Um, you know, you're talking about whether it be 
grateful for what God has done for us. Um, he talked about the issue of the temptation of pride when we see victory in our, our lives. And, and I, I kind of want to leave on this note on a sense of encouragement. Um, um, be, you know, saints, those of you who are listening, be thank, you know, yes, don't get prideful of, um, and don't think it was your power that changed you, but also as you do thank God and rejoice in the Lord for changes that you see in your life, where you see a growth in repentance and you see um, um, growth maybe of a setting sin where you have like, maybe even like a small step that you see that's in the right uh, direction, you know, rejoice over that. In fact, I think, I think one problem in, in our circles, those of us who tend to be more reformed, is we do a whole lot of grieving over our sin, which we should grieve over our sin, but we don't thank the Lord all that much for the victories yeah, we see. We don't celebrate the wins. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we should celebrate the wins, but we should understand where they came from. Yep, yeah. Yeah, as so, long as you keep that in mind, then it's, it's by the grace of God, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, saints, you're not what you once were. You're really not. I mean, you're not, you're not walking in, in ungodliness. Yes, you struggle against sin, but there's a difference between battling sin and walking in sin. I would like to once again thank you for listening. I encourage you to favorite us on your podcast app. Like us on Facebook. And just make sure that you get all the good uh, content coming forward. Uh, Matt will be back with me for episode four. So we look forward to that. Uh, As always, God bless you. We love you. Be careful who you listen to.